The Old Gold Club. Powered by Wolverhampton Building Supplies. The one-stop shop for all your building and DIY products. Uh, hello there. Uh, welcome to the Old Gold Club. I'm Mikey Burrows. Uh, Chris Oelamo alongside me. So why are you looking at your watch for? Because I was going to say if it was morning, usually I, you get me in early and it takes you a couple of hours to set up and it becomes afternoon. So I'm just saying, good whoa, morning, whoa, Mikey. Whoa, whoa, How are we, Digger? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's, let's not pl- start playing this game. We're in a brand let's new just, studio. Let's just say I had to text you before I got in the car this morning because uh, a certain someone let us down last week. And I wasn't sure if I was going to travel all no, this he, way. Well, he was who, ill, who, wasn't he? Who let you down? He was ill, wasn't he? Here he is! Here he is! Lee Naylor is here, everybody, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, um, Hello. Lee, Lee could make it. Conjunctivitis, was it? Yes, it actually was, yeah. <laughs> he, no, straight up. He's got a nice eyes, though, hasn't he? Yeah, He's all right. I've been told. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, we, if we sound slightly different to normal, it's because this is the very first show in our new home so people who regularly watch the podcast beforehand will know that normally we did it in a suite in the billy wright stand which has become the tv studio this year um we thought there was a lot of times that i didn't regular- get on the wall like <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna say neil's just looking for himself yeah, he's looking well, for himself well, yeah. we'll come to that in a minute nah, so I, I easily forgotten isn't it? Right there, mate. so ten we years, uh, ten years so because it's the TV studio, we can't be in there permanently. And when the TV people aren't using it, it's used on match days for people to just go and use as an executive box. So we needed a permanent room. So we've spent the last couple of months searching around the stadium and we have found a room. We are now in the Steve Ball stand. Oh, did you find this room? Uh, I didn't find this oh, room. Right. I thought uh, it was given to you. Josh at the back of the room there <laughs> uh, was the man who sorted this out. Um, but the guys have done a really nice job. They've um, painted it. Uh, cleared it out because it was a storeroom apparently beforehand and on the walls are some uh, scenes from great times of Wolves past and as Lee has already pointed out neither Lee or Looms have made it onto the wall Uh, we've got Sir Jack I mean technically you're represented by Sir Jack holding up the the playoff holding up the playoff trophy um, there's some of the boys from the last FA Cup time. Bullies on the wall. Uh, Billy Wright's on the wall. Bill Slater's on the wall holding up. Um, both of them holding up the FA Cup, actually. Um, and Kenny Hibbert, who's been a guest on the programme as well, is on the wall as well. So uh, when you eventually get to see this, head to uh, Facebook, uh, Wolves on Facebook, and uh, the YouTube channel as well. And I think now um, we also go on Twitter, Josh? Maybe. Maybe the the thirty getting minute a nod, show. Getting a wee nod here. Oh, we're getting a wee. It, it's a, it's a maybe. <laughs> Not sure. I think we tried it and it, it didn't maybe work as well as we wanted it to. Uh, so, but we're looking into it anyway. That's that's yeah. fair enough to say, isn't it? Yeah. So we're looking into it going on Twitter as well, Nails. Deep so we are taking over uh, social media. Good. In it's a way forward. Well, maybe. Um, yes. Or maybe not, if we don't decide to do it on Twitter. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, so this is our new base and our new room moving forward. So you are the first person... I'm very honoured. ...to grace this Thank room. You for saving this day for me. Because <laughs> um, you, you're a busy man these days. No, I'm not. Uh, as well. You are a busy man. I'm not. You are a busy man. You've been talking to us a lot beforehand. Um, obviously, you've got a little business interest here and there. Um, you're also uh, an agent these yes. days as well. Boo. Which I, I never really... I'm making you... this side of the game fashionable again, you know? <laughs> making people like this side of the game. Well, because that's the thing, because it's, it's not always been a popular 
It's not. It's still not. You <laughs> it's still not. You mentioned there about... Now, I don't think there's ever been loyalty in the game. Anyway, you know, that's from club to player, player to club, player to agent. Talk to me. No, I mean, well, this, this is the thing. You, you hardly ever see loyalty... Um, Did it exist? Did it exist, loyalty? Well, well, Back yeah. in the day when you're talking about like, the Kenny Hibberts and that, yeah, you understand. Yeah, I mean... T- it's it's tough because I've still got to work with clubs. <laughs> so, yeah. But like, got, but you but, work you work for the agency that was your agent when you yeah, were yeah. So I, yeah, I'm, I, me. I, yeah, loyalty. Yeah, that it lies within me. I mean, I stayed with my agent for sixteen, seventeen years. For that I, I, I didn't sign a deal with him. Yeah, I never sell. Uh, I never signed a rep deal ever. So I was never. He was. He represented me, but I never signed. It was never official. So that that was that was me as a person, um, but you you don't normally get that within football, uh, as in clubs to play to player and player to clubs, uh, and you don't you don't see it very often. You, you said there, uh, obviously you have a responsibility to have a good relationship with the club as well, but yeah. the priority is getting the best deal for, for the player. For the players, so yeah. how there's got to be a balance here well, yeah. isn't is that difficult I, I learnt very early age from a very early age in football to never burn your bridges in, in football and it's, it's a small community isn't it yeah, yeah. So, you know and you know it's, it's one of them where I, I think I'm a good person you know in day to day and I get on with everyone and I'm an easy guy to you know just to come and say hello I say hello to people if someone needs something doing I I try and help people. Yeah, uh, I'm just an easy guy. Um, so, so yeah, I find that the minute you start burning those bridges, it's very difficult in football. What's what's been your hardest hardest moment being an agent? Then what what's what have you found difficult? Because you're saying there you can't you can't please everyone all the time. So that must be no. I mean, I'm recruiting the younger generation. Yeah. Uh, because I want to build with my players through their career. I want to go through their career with them as my new career as an agent. Um, and I want to give them the best info I can yeah. within the game because, you know, we know it's very short-lived and there's a lot of mistakes people make along the way, including myself. Yeah, I made so a lot of should. mistakes. Um, so if I can cut out a lot of mistakes, which... You know, it could save them. them yeah. yeah, a lot of trouble. Then that's what I'm there for. Does it help that um, you, you know your your two major prominent clubs that you had in your career you stuck with for quite a long time? And we'll talk about exactly why you stayed as long as you did at Wolves on the podcast on the program. Yeah. But does it help when I guess from a, especially from a club's point of view that they will look at you and go, well, actually, when you played, you weren't the kind of guy that was moving on every year well this is the thing I think I think clubs take advantage of homegrown talent uh, they always have done no matter where you go in football they do they'll, ne- they'll never ever get paid as much as what people yeah. d- get when they're coming in and they could be they could be one of the best players so you know it's they get taken advantage of a lot I think F- for them for those reasons in terms of homegrown, they just love playing football. For me, I'm talking for me. I just love playing football. Yeah. So when a contract was put in front of me, I'd sign it. There's no questions. And probably, you know, that that was a bit silly on my point, 
Um, but at the same time, I just love playing football. That's all I wanted to do. We, we reach a certain age in our career where we actually think, yeah, right, we've got bills to pay, we've got this. Football isn't just the be-all and end-all. We all fall in love with the game, we all want to play it. Do you think that the, the younger generation are more aware of that now? That, they, that, that it is about money as well? Is it about lifestyle? Well, yeah, I think social media's done it, got a lot to do. Massive, yeah. Yeah. I was on social media that. when I played, I'm not sure. No, so, no, yeah. no, never. I, 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 I mean, I only got social media to look what my players were doing, I'll be honest, to, to look after them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it's important though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, well, it, it is, is, because they could be doing something seriously wrong and I've, I've got to be aware of that situation. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think social media's got a lot to do with it. There's a, there's a um, I don't know, a persona that, that they want to they wanna give out and um, they have other interests now. They have a, yeah. lot, a lot more interests. And I think the, the likes of Jesse Lingard have took it to a next level. Yeah, yeah. Um, outside see, of football. See, I've I've played with players that hated football, but it provided them. Yeah. I've sat in the dress. I've sat. <laughs> in, I've sat in the dressing room with, with a player, and I won't say his name because it would absolutely blow the two of your minds up. But uh, and he says, "I'll be retired at thirty. Yeah. Make as much money as I can." Yeah. It, yeah, it is just a job for some people. Um, but, 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 but which isn't wrong. There's that's, nothing, that's there's nothing wrong with it. If you've got a talent, yeah, and you 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 don't necessarily enjoy doing it, but you can make money from it. Why and not? you're very good at it. Yeah, I mean, like, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, Was it a job for you? See, this is this is the difficult question when when people say that. Some years, yeah. <laughs> Some years now, it, it's. Depended if it was going well on the pitch, then. No, not not necessarily on the pitch. Um, uh, I, I I I love football. I love football. It was it was my life. I mean, when when you start getting paid for football, then everything changes. <laughs> it does. Everything changes. The the, the the seriousness of it's a job now. Yeah. Results matter. Your performance matter. Uh, and uh, and it's to change. Like when I was a kid, never thought anything of it. Football, I slept with my football. Football was everything to me. Yeah. Um, the minute you start getting paid, everything changes. But here's a question for you. Then you just said that. So you love football. You slept with your football. Then you start getting paid to play football. Do you have any regrets? You know you were very good. You knew that you were good. You people people used to say to you, yeah. This is where you can go. This is what you've got. Now we hear now about the likes of all right. We'll use Ronaldo, first one in, last one out every day. What about yourself as a pro? When you look at yourself, could, do you think yeah? I never really ticked that box. I could have really done. A bit I could. I could have done more. Yeah, definitely. What? I could have done more. I could have. I've been more professional, in terms of when when training finished. More more so when I left Wolves. Right, uh, because, I, because is that because TC never allowed? <laughs> you know? no, I, to be fair, I never really trained with TC. Right, um, it's one thing I I pied off massively with TC, and he tried to help in terms of he wanted me to he wanted to get me on the training field because uh, he, he wasn't involved with the first team much. Yeah, so he was more reserves. Yeah, and he used to come to me after and say, "Have a little work on this, or have a little work on that," and I was just like, I've had enough of playing 
Tuesday, Saturday, this, that. I just I didn't do weights, never ever done weights. Yeah. Um and I just used to, to get in, get off. Because um, I guess was that because you were eighteen years old and playing every week. Yeah. And but looking back, I wish I'd have worked harder, hundred percent. Because I think I, I could have been I could, next level again. Yeah, I think. Yeah. You the had ability. The, you had the I potential. Had, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I ain't trying to blow smoke up. No, no. Yeah, yeah. You know, but I, I had the potential to go all the way. I think. So again, saying that, that's a great experience to put on your players as well. You say, look, I had this, but I never, especially at the age, yeah. just talking about these young pros coming through, yeah. I could have done this. Yeah. I had my coach want me to do this, yeah. but I'm playing week yeah. in, week out, yeah. game in, game out, and I'm sitting saying, no, I've been there, done it. You want to do finishing? Nah, you're all right. I've yeah. bagged two goals in the next no. game. It's, it's, e- yeah. it's easy done, isn't it? But that's the difference, isn't yeah. it? I mean, uh, like, if pe- when people ask me about my career and they go, oh, you've had a great career and this and that, I actually feel unfulfilled as a as a. I mean, you played Champions League football. Yeah, I know, but I, I don't, I don't, I, you got to remember me I mean, as well. It's players that go through like a twenty-year career without experience, promotion, without lifting yeah, a trophy. No, without, no, I'll get so I'll get that. But but you think you could have achieved more? Yeah, uh, and that, that's just me, that's me, and that's how I see myself. People could have thought different. I I have no idea. But what I'm saying is, is that I myself know I could have been better. Right, when and I didn't. I, my dream was to play it for England. Right, when when did you kind of like say have that moment that you thought right? I, I feel a bit. Was it after you'd finished playing? Because what, when do, you, what do you mean? Because like, when I when I retired, I never really thought about what I'd done until I retired, and then I had to do my little my little bit. Yeah. gonna. When did you actually think I could have done more? Not, not as you're playing because foot, football's... No, okay, so full... when I left Cardiff at 31, was it 31 or 32? 32. Right. Uh, and I I didn't get a club for 19 months after that. I remember that because I think you, and... you went won a little poker tournament that yeah. we were, remember? Oh, yeah, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Kings uh... knocked me out with a... Aces <laughs> full of Kings, I had Kings full of Aces. It was a great <laughs> night. Anyway, carry on. When you win it, everything. <laughs> um, no, but it's uh, 30, 32 and I didn't have a club for nineteen months, and I could not believe it. Couldn't believe it at all um, because I was a good pro from from the ages from when I left Wolves when when I went to Celtic. Yeah. Um, I started, you know, doing the right things. Right. Uh, your game has to go up at another level. Yeah. Um, everything else you're eating every, literally everything needs to go up another level yeah um, and I literally for the life of me I couldn't believe I couldn't get a club I couldn't even get training with anyone which baffled the life out of me what, and what did you what so how, what did that do to you mentally then because you know what question what, you know what you can yeah. you know what you've got you know what you're about you know what you can give yeah, I've, ne- I've you never can't ever even questioned. Get into your club. I, I, I could not question. I thought yeah, everything goes for your head. Like, what have I actually done? What are people thinking I've done, or what I'm like, or as a person on this and that? And you question absolutely everything because yeah. that's that's my life. F- football's my life, yeah. and it suddenly stops out of your control for 19 months, and you're like, oh sugar, yeah, 
you, you need to seriously have a little look at what's going on. Um, so what do you think it was? I've no idea. <laughs> I've no idea still. I don't know. Is that is that because I was a good pro? Yeah, I was a seriously good pro. Who was manager of Cardiff then? Never, never drank. Uh, Dave Jones. Dave Jones took me down to Cardiff, right, okay. and then Malky took over the second year. But that's yeah. uh, he brought in Andrew Taylor, so I was never going to play. Yeah, when a when a manager brings in his own player, he, he, it's always a case, isn't it? it? Yeah. But then I'm having offers to go to go out on loan, and he's refusing. Me to go out on loan because he needs because he wants me. He want he wants me in in and around because he knows I'm a good pro. Yeah, that's what he told me. He knows I'm a good pro. Knows he knows I'm good for the dressing room. But at the same time, he's killing my career. To play, yeah. In effect, it it actually killed my career. Um, we will talk uh, very much specifically about your Wolves career coming up. There is just one thing that I wanted to bring up with you because oh, there are well, there are not many people. You're scaring me now. There are not many people that we are going to be able to get in here. because I, I say I mentioned the Champions League, you played in some massive games. You are one of the only people we're going to have on this podcast who has played against Lionel Messi in the New Camp. For a boy from Bloxwich, ain't bad, is it? It's not bad, mate. <laughs> yeah, but I don't think about it in any in a way. It's, it's football. I don't. I, my mates always say, like, you know, you've done this, you've done that. It's, it's football. Yeah. Yeah, I know it's it's good. Like, I've I've played in New Camp. Yeah, it's unreal. Played against the two best players in the world that's probably ever lived in Messi and Ronaldo and. Can I just you can, you can put Ronaldinho in there if yeah, you want. Yeah, can, well, can I just read out the Barcelona team that oh, Lee Naylor played against? So they had Valdez in goals, Zambrotta, Turam, Puyol, Silvino, Deco, Torre, Xavi, Messi, Etu, Ronaldinho. In the new camp, in the Champions League. Yeah, see, when you say it, it sounds amazing, like, yeah, it's it's decent. But is that like a part of who you are as a character that you're like? Yeah, I I'm just that. laid back. Yeah, I'm I'm just chilled. Like I, I love it. Like don't get me wrong. I've, I love playing against them people. I love playing against the best. I love putting myself up against the best to see where, you know, where I fail. Like you know what I mean? I I love that. I love playing against Cristiano at uh, United. Loved it. Just part of football. He's so modest, isn't he? This is what I love about getting some of the players in because you don't realise like sometimes just how modest a lot of you guys are. Because the ones that because oh. <clears throat> you see some the, the ones you see always on the TV normally are like the more boisterous ones sometimes. Oh, I'm just chilled. Like, I have a laugh and that, and but most of the time I'm just chilled. You said that you obviously putting your wits against these players. How did you? How did you come off one on ones? I was MOM against United at Celtic. Uh, done really well against Cristiano. It's a good game. I was I just got stuck into him from early doors and yeah. just, I don't know. I just lifted my game tenfold. Messi was more. He was difficult. He couldn't. He's hard to mark. He just drifts. So it's it's very. It was very hard to mark. Uh, but when he gets on the ball, he's just like, oh no, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> so so no sitting on the fence. Uh, whose camp are you in then? 
Yeah, that's such a difficult question. I'm Ronaldo. I'm in the Ronaldo camp. Messi for me all day long. I need you to justify it, Mickey. Justify it? Yeah. I, why? I why do I need to justify it? I'm just Messi? asking, I'm asking wait, the question. Wait, just, just, don't just throw Messi out and then that's we, it. I want you to tell me why. I, I, I think Messi... Better um, than Ronaldo. Yeah. So Ronaldo's done I, it. I'm not, I'm not saying Ronaldo's that Ronaldo's done, done it in the Premier League. No, no, I know you're not. He's we're done just, it, we're done just giving it, you thinking done time, done by the way. Done it in the Premier League. Done it in the Premier League. Done it in La Liga. Doing it in Serie A. So do you think Messi wouldn't be able to do it in other leagues? I don't know if he'd do it. He's never... He's no never, one will ever know. You know, we won't, we won't, we won't know. You don't think, he'd, you you think, think Messi would have done it? That's the argument, isn't it? You think Messi's going to come to the Premier League and score 50-plus goals? Yeah, but Ronaldo didn't score 50 did. goals in the Premier League. For United, I think it's 50, 51 or something he got. Oh, well, in a season, all, 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 all competitions. It's very, all it's comps, it's not the Premier League. Oh, bloody hell, what are you talking about, mate? I think, I think Messi, all comps, could Ronaldo get to chance. 50. Ronaldo, Messi's a team player, isn't he? Yeah, I'm... I, I'm in Ronaldo, Ronaldo camp for that that very fact. International, in all the leagues, he's smashing it up. Bomb, he's, but he's Messi clean. didn't need to go to other leagues. Playing for the greatest club. Well, Ronaldo never needs to do either. And, and did it. I'm on R nine all the way. The real Ronaldo. Oh yeah. Well, that's me. Yeah. That I'm. Well, that's not the question, isn't yeah, it? Uh, Come on. <laughs> Don't dodge a question, mate. I mean, yeah, the original oh, Ronaldo was some that, player. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's he's, what's, he's what's the best any... ever for me. Josh Yanni, views on that. It's Did... a difficult one. I can't. I can't decide. Oh, Messi as well. You're not in, honestly. It depends what the question is. Who's the best? Well, naturally. <laughs> no, no, I'm not talking about naturally. I'm saying who's the best. Who's who's went and done. Who's the best player? The two. Messi for me. Well, what do you mean? He's, so he's just he's he's all. Oh, it's bollocks. It's absolute bollocks. <laughs> I'm allowed to say that. You can bleep that out. It's bollocks. <laughs> Ronaldo's done it internationally. No, he's done it. We're not bleeping this. We're not bleeping this. We're not cutting this. This I'll is staying what, in. I just, I'm just this you, is bizarre. You know, how are we talking? Is it natural? Yeah, Messi's a naturally better talent. Ronaldo is. You're saying natural, he's but he's had he's had in, uh, enhancements, has he not? Oh no, but Ronaldo's worked. He's, he's trained. He's, he's, he's you know what I mean. He's he's, he's done it. He's, he's hard for it. Hey, hang on, hang on. Messi's not even done it for Argentina. Hang on, hang on, hang on. <laughs> Hang on, calm, calm down. No, it's bollocks, man. No, 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 no. This, this is a big debate, man. No, 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 no. He's laughing at the back, man. Where's my coffee? No, no, no. I'm allowed to swear, because I'm going to swear. I don't even swear, man. We're going to settle it. We're going to settle it. We're going to settle it. The man who's played against them both. You've got them on the phone. you got the numbers and your nails. Give them a shout, will you? Ask them, man. Ask them, pal. What's going on? It's a difficult one for me. I'm. Josh, are we talking about natural? Come on. No, because... You got you got every you know talking point in. Ronaldo has done it here, there, and everywhere. He's done it on the international stage as well. Which yeah, yeah, we know the arguments now. As we know the arguments, my friend. Yeah, I know, but it's it's time so to difficult. time to pin your colours to the mast here. <coughs> well, no, I can't. I, <laughs> I see. Like we have a group text, right? Like, um, so like John Stewart. Uh, Joel and Lescott, all our, all our boys, and we have a this, this is like a literally day to day <laughs> argument <laughs> of CR7 and Messi. Like, literally, there's thousands and thousands of texts. Ronaldo all day long. Well, yeah, well, Jordan's got Ronaldo, and everyone else is saying Messi, Messi just got yeah, Messi. plus goals, any La Liga. Yeah, I'm, I'm a big Ronaldo fan, but I'm a big Messi okay. Fan. Who, was that, who was harder to play against? <laughs> Messi. 
Doesn't mean nothing. Ronaldo, <laughs> Ronaldo, you know what? Ronaldo's six two, six three. By the way, have you seen the guy? He's an absolute machine. And you know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. He's got all the physical attributes that help him, whereas Messi didn't. And Messi, Messi was is enhanced, He took great growth things. You know what I mean? He's enhanced. <laughs> it's not natural. Natural. That's what you're saying. That's <laughs> <laughs> all I'm gonna say. It's, yeah, it's, it's so difficult. Old Gold Club at wolves.co.uk at wolves across social media. Uh, if you would like to chime in to this completely non-Wolves related debate, which... get that on your Twitter, Josh. Yeah? <laughs> get that poll on your Twitter. Yeah? That'll work. You see what you started? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Um, we're going to let Looms calm down. And and then we're going to go into the show, of which we will actually talk to Lee Naylor about his Wolves career, because we've had him in for, what, 20-odd minutes now. We've barely mentioned the fact that he played for Wolves. This is the old gold club. The show is coming next. Wolverhampton Builder Supplies is your one-stop shop for all building and DIY products. And now they're giving listeners of the Old Gold Club an extra 10% off of the already low prices. It doesn't matter if you're a professional builder or just looking to put up a shelf at home. Just tell them in store that you listen to the Old Gold Club and you'll get an even better price in store. So check them out online at wolverhamptonbuildingsupplies.co.uk Then head to their yard at 372 Bilston Road, Wolverhampton or give them a call on 01902 500 140. Welcome along to the Old Gold Club. I'm Mikey Burrows alongside me, Chris Awellamo. This is the new home of the Old Gold Club as well. Our new permanent base you can see around. We'll put a little video up on social media to show you exactly what this place looks like. Our guest this week, the first in our new home, spent 10 years at Molyneux, making 334 appearances, making him joint 27th on the all-time list. He also scored nine goals as well, which we can't forget. Welcome to the club. I'm sure it's called Lee Naylor. <laughs> yeah, I'm afraid it was only nine, my friend. Ah, see. No, that's lies. <laughs> honestly, hey. I think I honestly scored more. Well, no, you got you can't just say I scored more. Yeah, but got, I've, got got, no, some, I've got the worst memory. I've got the worst memory on. Yeah, you have. There's something on the table to see. see. Yeah, there you go. See, this is part of the problem in getting Lee on this because Lee has the worst memory. <laughs> Yeah. Of any footballer I've ever met. I might need met. to get it checked out, like, actually on a serious note. <laughs> I mean, is this just from heading the ball too much? Mate, some of the balls I've played, it could be, yeah. They might have tactics back in the day, yeah. Yes. So this could be interesting um, as to what you actually remember. I was in the era, don't forget, of when keepers had to pick the ball up and boot it. Well, yeah, I mean... The, there was no throwing out... Kicking off the floor, low driven. Yeah, playing out from the back. Low driven. It was all bang it up to the other defenders. Head it. I got you, Ashley. What what position were you when you started? Striker. So scoring goals is just part and parcel, isn't it? Yes. So how did you end up at left back? Happens a lot. This. I was just had a left foot. (laughs) That was it. And I was fast. Because at what point? That's why. To be fair, okay. So at ten years, ten years of age, I came into Wolves. Uh, as a schoolboy, I left at 12 because I, I wasn't enjoying it. Uh, came back when I was like 13, 14, started seriously knuckle down. Um, I was a striker, scoring goals, by the way, like on a regular, so it wasn't, you know. 
had no reason to push me back. At 15, they started trying me out at left midfield, started putting me back to left back. And I was like, oh my word, what's going on here? Didn't like it, but I stuck at it. Um, ended up offering me a YTS and there you go. So in effect, I was, I've been here for like 15, 16 years. Yeah, yeah. Well, did they push you back then because of the other strikers that were in the team? Well, we had Mark Jones who, <coughs> who went to the England schools. Yeah. He was his strike partner of Michael Owen. So, but at the same time, me and Mark Jones grew up together in the same uh, school in the district. Yeah, and I used to bang more goals. So how was that? How did that happen? Um, Robbie Keane would have been around at the time, wouldn't he? Yeah. Well, Rob Rob came in the, exactly the same time as when I came in in YTS. Uh, yeah, me. My mum used to bring us both in because he used to live out in Wensfield. So my mum used to be a. Uh, I had a little taxi. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it was good. And then he got his, he passed his test early doors and he started doing donuts outside my house. And, that, <laughs> and the rest is history. <laughs> you see, the, the, the academy, uh, it, it's massive for, for any player, you know, for the grounding of it. Now, you, you you knew the ability that you had. You knew the, Did you know the potential? You knew that you were one of the better players uh, not, at that not, age or not? It, it was weird, like, because... At 15, 16, yeah, I knew I was I was a good striker. <laughs> yeah. But when they started putting me left back, I didn't really know too much about where I'd be or where where I could go. Never seen myself as a left back. Right. Um, but it was Rob Kelly at the time who uh, who decided to put me put me back there and seen something in me that I didn't see, obviously, because. Um, you know, I was scoring goals. It wasn't like I, I had like a three-month spell where I didn't score goals. I was scoring goals every week. Yeah. Uh, so it was a bit weird to me, and it was all new. But I rolled with it and Cause ended the, up being gifted a, a YTS, which was massive to me. Like to get handed out willy-nilly now, but at the time, it was such a massive thing to me. That's it. Usually, I think it was always then. You'd, you'd, they'd probably be maybe two, three players that got offered a YTS yeah. in a group of, what, 20, 25? Yeah. yeah. So when when you come in, they pull you into the office and say, look, we're going to give you the YTS. Yeah. Talk to us about that moment because that, that must be a proud moment. Yeah, I mean, the yeah, they, they pulled me in and... I was, it expect, well, was it expected? Did you? No, did, I didn't expect. Right. Didn't expect it at all. Even though you knew where you stood? Even though I, I, right. I, know, I, I knew I was a good footballer, I've, I was... I broke a lot of records when I was young, yeah. doing things, and I thought, oh, I must be good. Uh, I had a decent left foot. Some call it a wand. <laughs> <laughs> right, OK. No. So, so, when, so, <laughs> so when they take you into the office... No, so they took me into the office, and I was with my mum. It was me, me my two brothers, and my mum growing up, and my mum came in with me, and, and they said we'd... You know, you've been doing great this season. You've done this, you've done that, and said we're going to offer you a, a YTS, and pff, just overjoyed, just overwhelmed by the the situation. It, the, just... it, it, it strikes me as amazing that you effectively went from that because the the period of time from that to being thrown into the first team, yeah, is nothing. No, well, uh, this is. Like the thing was, is my first year YTS. I don't know. I, I think you just 
I don't know what, what you what you expect. I, don't, I didn't know. I wasn't expecting anything. I'll be honest. With my first year at YTS, I, I didn't think too much of it. And uh, as I said, I went through the season, done well. I'd done well. I didn't um, played in a some good resi games at the time. And then come my second second year YTS, just something just clicked in me, and. I just I found it easy. It, 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 I was just going through games and it was just so so easy, and ended up getting like four, five, six goals by December time as a wing back because that's that's how I got I grew up learning my trade as a wing back. We played wing backs at the time, and I scored five or six goals by November December December time, um, and. Now, in fact, it's October time, sorry, because that's when I got chucked in. Yeah, into the first time. Yeah, so so October, sorry, and I played a reserve game out here against Middlesbrough, and it. When I say it was the best game I've ever had, it just everything came off. It was fine. It was, I was ducking inside, spraying balls with my right peg. I never used my right peg ever <laughs> in my life. I sprayed, I sprayed a seventy-yard ball with my right peg. To the other wing back, put him through on goal. I was taking on senior pros. Paul um, Paul Merson actually played, and he come off the pitch and he said, "That's one of the best performances I've ever seen." He says, "What's your name?" I, I said to him, "I was absolutely delighted." He asked me, yeah. and he said, "That's unreal." Next day, I got offered pro. You said you said something clicked. So the first year YTS, you've got res- your responsibilities. You've been around the club. You're comfortable yeah. in the environment. What? Was was there not, uh, I guess, targets set by the no. coaches for you? No. You know, like yourself, you no, know, it wasn't like it is now. It, but, but what? So when you say it clicked, then and things just became easy. Yeah. Were the coaches not about you saying you've got a real chance of getting no. in? There? So no. when that when that Chris Chris Turner, <coughs> at the time, who was my youth team coach, he he used to be on at me all the time, on at me all the time, and I, I used I used to hate it, like literally, I used to hate it, and. Obviously, when you when you get older and you, you you become more wiser, you know he's saying stuff to me because he know he can see potential yeah. in me, and um, literally, just things I was working on just came off. Or things I used to work hard at just came off, and everything became easy. I was running past players. I was stronger than other people, even though my frame at the time I was slight, but I was strong. Yeah. Um, I was faster than other people and it just got easy. I was taking people on, creating chances for people and just starting enjoying my football like like I used to back in the day. Like It, it's, it's, it all came together. Because as a 17-year-old, being thrown in to a derby game against Blues, Blues yeah. you would be forgiven for you know being incredibly nervous. Yeah, I was nervous. I was nervous. I mean, even though you were confident in the way you were no, playing, I wasn't nervous. Like I was excited in the dressing room because I didn't know until the dre- we kept moving into the dressing room. I, I just travelled. I got told I was travelling because I'd been in and around the reserves for quite a while. Um, and playing reserve team football back then was something yeah. big. By the way, it, it that weren't no like little deal like it is now. It, it's it was it was you know I actually thought something of it and people used to think something of playing reserve team football back then 
Um, so when I got I got chucked in with the first team on that weekend, so I had a mad week, I had a mad week by the way because I played youth team football, passed my driving test, had my best game ever for the reserves midweek, got chucked into Blues, um, the Blues derby live on Sky. <laughs> on the next weekend and it, like, all that happened in one week and I was just on Claire 9 so that that mad week Mark McGee how was he with you how was because I, I played under Mark yeah but I was a I was kind of what 26 27 year old so one of the dialogue was yeah. very good anyway yeah but with a young player coming through managers don't really they can either kind of molly cuddle you make sure that you're oh, right oh no there's none of that because it's old school way isn't <laughs> yeah, it yeah just get, get in do what you've been so doing so that whole week you had yeah. no idea. No idea what, at all. No dialogue between the ma- the no. first team manager. No, no, and I didn't even train with the first team at that point. Not on the Friday or nothing. No. no. So, um, literally, when we, when we we're having the, having the team talk, hour and a half before the game in the dressing room, calls out my name on playing. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> "What? <laughs> Did I hear that? Bam! You're in." Brilliant. My team, my name weren't even in, in the programme. I got the programme at home. It's not even in the programme. I guess they're in a way. Did that, is that like a way of stopping you from getting too nervous? Because you don't have time to get nervous. You just get thrown uh, right into I don't into know if it. I would have got nervous because it's football. I love football. It's what I do. Uh, you know, it's not scared nerves anyway. It's an excited yeah. nerves. So I'm, I, you know, but you can't I, overthink it. No, you just you just have to go out and do what you do. No, it's just it was football. I just loved it. But when I was on that pitch, I'm I'm playing next to Keith Curl, who at the time is a legend. You know, in the game, he's outrageous defender, um, and he's got me. <laughs> Fully in with him because that's how that's how he had his players. He's like, right, you get in here, and you know it was brilliant. I couldn't hear myself for the first fifteen minutes of the game because it was it was a derby. Yeah, and I just couldn't hear. Everything was new to me. That sort of crowd, seventeen, couldn't hear nothing. Couldn't hear anyone talking to me. I was just I was just I could have just been running around. Very much, I guess, ready for that for that moment. Obviously, you went on to make what twenty one appearances, and yeah. that got your first goal against Charlton. What was that like? Oh yeah, I remember that. Um, this is something I do remember. By the way. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I remember um, he was out here, and we had Charlton. Was it the FA Cup? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I remember Don done his shuffle over the far side. And because you know the Don Shuffle, you with his legs, you know the one. And then I thought this ball's coming in, and like win back at the time, you have to get in the box when you, when someone on the opposite side crosses it, you've got to be in the box. That's yep. how we'll play the game. I say you play win backs, and I just seen the ball, unreal ball, and I've just got my head on it, far stick, headed it where it come back from. Boom, old striker days. <laughs> <laughs> there you go have that what a header side netting on the fault didn't know didn't know how to celebrate <laughs> can, can you remember feeling. what you did just arms out I've got the picture I've got the picture at home I look about 10 on my picture at home because uh, it, yeah, it's brilliant 
because I say you, you know you scored in that FA Cup game. Um, that was the year that the team went on a great FA Cup run yeah. to the semi final. Yeah, you didn't play in the semi final. Brilliant. Cheers, mate. Well, yeah, <laughs> we got to bring these things up. Oh, it's um, horrible. Why? Why were you not in the team? And the game's something to the club, isn't it? So, because it was it AD Williams that came back in, or was it no, tweet? Steve Frogger played. Yeah, Frogger. Yeah. You said you were young. What difference does it make if you're if you're in? You you're playing well. Draws, didn't he? That could thought he could go and get because it's Arsenal and it's the Arsenal, experience. Yeah. It was what it is. He dropped. I think it was Keeney and Robbo at the time yeah. when we were all playing. I think, it, but he dropped Bully. Bully was on the bench as well. I think. Yeah, it was because um, we had done we had done Goodman in the other week, and yeah. it's still a bone of contention Bowden for a Claridge, lot of fans that Claridge and Goodman started yeah. that game. Yeah, it was it was actually quite weird that he changed everything up. I was a bit disappointed, but that's football. You just accepted it because you were young. Yeah, of course you accept it anyway. It's, it's, oh, you can say. You can go into a manager and shout and ball and that, but what good is it going to get? It's 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 a nothing. So you just get on with your job. Because this is a, a kind of a, a key part, I guess, to your Wolves career. Because um, if we kind of fast forward, you have cemented your place. You are the left back, and then it almost feels like as we've gone through managers, more left backs keep coming into the club. And the one time that you are not in the team in your almost your entire Wolves career is that crazy four months or so when Dave Jones' team let promotion slip out from their grasp. 13 points in, was it 10 games left? But you weren't injured, you just didn't, weren't being picked at the time? No. Do you know why? I don't know, Mo Kamara came in and... Don't know whether he thought I needed a rest or. Yeah, but there's needing a rest and there's <coughs> the team not performing. And you, like you say, before Christmas, right up to Boxing Day, you're ever present, weren't you? So Yeah, I, I don't know. Managers like to think different. I don't know. I've never been a manager, so I don't know. It's. I don't know what he was thinking. You know, there was. There were times when I thought. He had a grudge against me. Against me, um, I thought that for a very long time, um, and that's why I've seen a lot of left backs in at the club through my career at Wolves. You've seen them out though, didn't you? Yes. Uh, yeah, well, uh, as I said, I told you before, I back myself against anyone. I don't. Uh, it's something I'll never fear. Yeah. Um, and you know, it's my job to go and play football. It's what I want to do, and I weren't going to let anyone. Get in my way because I just I felt like I had the ability to be better than anyone else. Do you think how much do you think of that is down to the fact that you were an academy player? Because the season before you made fifty three appearances, you were player of the year, I think. Yeah, I was. Yeah, and I can't remember who it was. There was someone else who we've done the program with who kind of said um, Jack Price. Jack, <coughs> Jack Price said to us that you know he he always felt that he was an easy option to take out because he wasn't any manager who was here he wasn't their player because he was an academy player yeah uh, yeah uh, when, when a new manager comes in you, you know you, and he brings his own players in you, you're often seen as not their player and this and that um, yeah but that, that goes for any player that's not just academy player yeah yeah, yeah but it's but that, that thing of you know because the club hasn't spent money on him 
So it's it's an easier. That's what Jack Price said. He felt that because the club hadn't spent money on him, yeah. that well, he was always an always yeah. an easy option to drop out the team. Yeah, uh, yeah, you can you can say that, and I understand what what he's saying when he's saying that. Um, but I never felt I was an easy op- an easy option to drop because I always felt like I had something to give. Um, Did you chap on? Pardon? Did you chap on? Did you go and speak to the manager? If- yeah, I'd say like why am I not playing and stuff like that. And yeah. you know, there's a lot of cliche excuses managers give. In yeah. that, I mean, it, it's one of them, and you just have to accept it. Otherwise, you're you're going to get upset, and it's going to start affecting your game. Um, but I mean, at the time when I come out the team, I was I'm still young. I'm still very young. Uh, minded as well in terms of you know yeah. knowing I can go and knock the door down and say like listen I should be playing this and I, I never would have done that at that age never um, and I didn't have an agent at the time I didn't have an agent really until I was 21 22 uh, so because at that time clubs if it, if it was if it was now clubs would have been lined up to sign you wouldn't they I would have I would have thought so, yeah. Especially the season I had. More player of the year season, yeah. Um, he was an easy season for me. And even all the senior pros, like when, when senior pros are coming up to you who've played at premiership level, saying like, yeah, you're moving on, mate. You, you're going to be doing this, you're going to be doing that soon, so just keep what you're doing. When they start telling you stuff like that, you start believing it. And as you say, I'm just going about playing football. We ha- we have to talk about obviously the the promotion season. You know, again, yeah. ever present, scoring a couple of goals, a very important one in the semi final, the playoffs. Yeah. What do you remember about that that campaign? Not much. <laughs> <laughs> no, honest, no, we had a, an amazing group of players that got on. I mean, if we had a night out, 15 lads would be there. Yeah. And we just had, you know, I thought we just had a great dressing room. Um, and that, I think that took us all the way. Uh, I mean, we had a great run in at the end, which took us um, into the playoffs and we went in on form. And soon as I knew. I knew we were going to get promoted the minute we beat Reading. As soon as we got, because I knew that was a tough, tough game. We, we always struggled against Reading. Yeah. I always knew it was a tough game. Always had to pull your sleeves up. But the minute we got past that, I knew it was ours. Because yeah. I've spoken to you before about the playoff final. Yeah. And because we did a video a while back um, when the Sir Jack statue was unveiled, yeah. actually. Yeah. Um, and because I had to remind Nails about a lot of stuff that happened on that thing. Yeah, I apologise. <laughs> but but like because it struck me at the time when we were talking, and I've talked to you about it other times as well. That like you were like, well, I wasn't nervous because I knew we were going to win. Yeah, I just knew we were going to win. It's just any other game to you. Uh, honestly, I, I can't even remember the game. Like this, I, I, you always ask me. I don't. I can't remember. Anything about it? I'll be honest. I think that maybe because of the the stature of the game. I don't know. I don't. I just don't know. He just passed me by. Even now, like Big Matty will say something that happened in the game. I'm like, did it? 
<laughs> like, yeah, it was. Like the minute we came out to warm up on that playoff final, I just knew it was ours. Like the fans were already in the ground. None of their fans were in there. He was just bouncing straight before, and just warming up, thinking, "This is ours." I just knew it. Was it always was it always the dream to get to the Premier, Premier League? Yeah, always. When did it sink in? The breath, when did the it sink in after that? that? That's where you you'd achieved. Um, pre-season. When you came back. Yeah. When <coughs> players started coming in. Um, and the amount of media and stuff that was around at the time and things get bigger and you, you know it's, it's you're getting a lot more noticed about what you're doing for a living and all that and it's just it it goes on tenfold and that's when you start knowing that you're in the, you're in the big league yeah but then how do you cope with that because of, of everything you'd been through as a group to get to the premier league to get to the premiership as it was then you were the only ever present in that season. but I missed Villa game. <laughs> one game. Um, but you... Um, it's 5-1 at Blackburn on the opening day. Yeah, it was a tough beginning. 4-0. It was a doing Charlton. as well. Doing Charlton, Hurtles, Scott. Um, who was it now? Because it's then a defeat to Man United. It's a draw with Portsmouth. It's a defeat at Southampton. It's a heavy defeat at, against Chelsea. It like the dream quickly realization. You're in the yeah. big league. Yeah, you're playing against good players. Playing against the best. Um, well, I just I, I don't think we prepared properly in pre-season. For the Premiership, you said you said the uh, the promotion campaign about the the group of players, yeah. fifteen players turning it out. Yeah. The start that you had in the Premier League, yeah. that that group of players, you know, it's it's still important. That is a yeah. big a big factor. Yeah, but it's it's low confidence, isn't it? Yeah, getting... I mean, I mean, we had some whole, some old successful heads in the in, in the team. Yeah, and uh, it just wasn't enough. I don't. I just. I don't think we worked hard enough pre-season. I'll be honest. I don't think that pre-season got us ready for the Premier League. Because Dave Jones will always say, I guess, that there wasn't enough money spent on the team. Is that fair? I think every manager is going to say that. Isn't they? <laughs> oh. So do you think there was still enough quality and experience in the group? I, I just don't. Yeah, I don't think. Um, structurally as a team we, we we prepared enough to see games as what they were and who we were playing against and tactics were I just don't think they were right come on give us a bit more then how? so pre-season it's down, you're saying experienced successful heads yeah I just, you know I, yourself yeah. as a player you wanted to get to the Premier League all your days you, you'll yeah. be fit as fit as a fiddle most players will come back Premier League fit now any game and you know it's down to the players on the pitch that go yeah, out yeah yeah you say tactically if a manager says and I've been on I've been on the pitch when a manager said this and the captains went that's not happening we're doing this yeah but you said we don't, I just, don't I just don't think we, a lot of the times we were set up for the 
teams we were playing against. I think, you know, there's a lot of times where you're playing a formation where... Too defensive or...? No. So what is that? Is that down to... Is, is the manager then getting... Because the expectation of fans... You know, everyone talks about the brand of football today, but you have to just do whatever it takes to get the yeah, result. Yeah, I think it, it was just go out and play. That's what was said. It weren't, you know, oh, this, 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 this and this. You, this is your job there. This is your job there. Um, you know, so it that, wasn't that, tactical enough? No, I don't think so. I don't think so. That's my personal view. Because how do you... I don't come? know. Because I'm, I'm sitting saying, right, it's the Premier League, right? And everyone's knowledge in the Premier League and the players, what their strengths, what their weaknesses yeah. are. Yeah. Do you know, you know when you're playing against a Chelsea... You know what their strengths are. You, you know, know as a player you're playing put, yeah. against that. Yeah. So when the manager says, "All right, you shouldn't have to say, yeah. right, this is your responsibility there," because yeah. you know, you know, like you say, I'm going to be up against such and such. I know what he's going to want okay. to do. Okay, let me tell you this then. So, from the ages of eighteen, I never really got coached at Wolves, right? Until Glenn Oddle walked in the door, and that was a good while after. Yeah, I know this, yeah. So, so you tell me, why wasn't I coached? Well, you look at it right and you think about, I think I think you should be coached right up until the end of your career. Yes, I think you're still correct, learning. Yeah. But I think a lot, of, a lot of kind of expectation responsibility on managers now is just to get the result. Yeah. And I, I think the responsibility of a manager today is to improve the player individually and as a collective, yeah, so, no, I, so they have to yeah. coach. If you're yeah. not a coaching manager, you bring in a staff yeah. that coaches a player. Yeah. But you're not. You're dodging my question. What's, what's the dodge? So you're saying that tactically they, they weren't prepared uh, enough. Prepared, and, no. But you yourself, what if you had weaknesses? It's still your responsibility to go to a coach and say, look, let's work at this and work at this. Do you not think? No matter what age you're, uh, yeah, you should, you I'm not should, coming you for you here. I'm just, uh, I'm no, just. No, it's good. Good point. <laughs> you, you should, you should say that. It's okay. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you, you, you've got your own person responsibility to to be better as a as a pro and yeah. and stuff like that. But you know, I'm still young and I'm still playing football week, first team football week yeah. in week out, and just going through my. Going through life as it's you know it's, it's passing me by. I bet you you were your own worst critic, the same as all footballers are. You'd of come course. if you had a bad game, you'd come off and think I can do this. No one needed to tell me I was bad. No one needed to tell me I played a bad ball because I, I'd already killed myself over it. Right. Um, but at the same time, if I'm if I need a bollocking, tell me. Yeah. I ain't scared of a bollocking. No, like tell me, I'll take it on the chin. Yeah. Um. And I had a few through my career, but you know, I'm I'm someone who you could bollock and you you get probably a little bit little bit more out of me. Um, but you know, as I say in the prem, I just don't think we were ready. Right. Is that your biggest regret from your time at Wolves? What? Because you were local. You playing were local. Premier League football. Well, no, but the way it turned out in the Premier League, because you oh, the, the, local boy, my dream. My dream is, I achieved something I set out as a young kid. I, I said, like, they made me fulfil my dream. I've got, I've got to ask you then. So relegation. Yeah. Okay. It's not nice. 
you're not in the Premier League anymore. But yep. you, you, like you say, you missed. Was it just one game? But on yep. the rest, you're you're involved. Well, I, in. I was. I came on. Right. But I didn't start. Yeah, so you're involved. Yeah. You're involved in every match. Yeah. There's got to be teams coming in that's that's offering you the Premier League again. What what made you what made you stay? I didn't know if they did. <laughs> but this is what I mean. This is why. Um, I think I don't know. I, I I don't know. I don't know why things happened through my career. Why things probably didn't happen or did, did happen. As I say, I was just I was here. I was happy uh, most of the time. Um, and it come to a stage when I did actually leave that I felt I needed to. Um, because I wanted to better my career. The Old Gold Club. Powered by Wolverhampton Building Supplies. Get 10% off in store when you quote Old Gold Club. <laughs> so that was the show. Uh, on with the podcast. Um, let's keep this going because I'm fascinated by this. Um, the element of not leaving because you just said to us that Glenn Hoddle was the first person that coached you. Yeah. Is that what is that part of the reason why you stayed? As uh, from when I got into the first team at, at Wolves, he was the first manager to ever coach me. To actually take me to the side and say, you know, work on this, work on that. Um and maybe early on in my career and this is my fault. I ignored maybe TC from trying to do it. Terry Connor, yeah. Yeah. And, that, and you know, I hold my hand up to that because I, I love TC. I think he's a great person and he's got a lot of time for for yeah. for people uh, and what a good coach he is, by the way. Um, and I ignored that. But that was like 17, 18. I was just getting in. The, I was in the first team at the time. Maybe thought I was a bit bigger than my boots. Uh, and, you know, I'll be the first to say that. Um, and I ignored that a little bit, but after then, uh, yeah, Glenn took took me to the side and worked on my game. But you said it was the right time to leave. Yeah. So he's come in. This Glenn Huddle's come in. We all know the 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 master of the game that he was. Yeah, Glenn. The, co- the coaching that he gives you, the potential again that he'll make you a better player. But then. An opportunity comes up. No, so so Glenn had been and gone. So, um, by the way, the season under Glenn for me that's that's the best football I've been involved with with Wolves. Yeah, by far. Um, See, Shay said this as well. Unreal, unreal football. Like we tactically, uh, ability-wise, we were on point every game. We just didn't score enough goals. We had twenty-two draws. Maybe twenty-one yeah. draws, yeah. which was a record at the time, and fifteen, sixteen of those should have easily been wins for us, and that's automatic promotion. That it's fine things in football. Small that, margins, yeah. Yeah, the, the small margins that you know we were creating twenty, near enough twenty chances a game. Yeah, that's outrageous football. It was flowing. It was. It was. I loved it. Talking talking about what she said. She said that Glenn Hoddle was the the best manager that he's been under. But yeah. <clears throat> as a manager, his man management no. skills was not there. But like he's coming to you saying, no, yeah, like I can see what Shay's saying there. Um, 
but at the same time, he was brilliant with me. So, you know, to other people, I could I could see that. Right. Um, but he seen something in me that he wanted to work with me and make me a better player, which he did, I think. Cause I added things to my game. Is that what was needed then? Because, as I say, we talked about the fact that if it was in this modern day and age, you would have probably gone, like someone would have come in for big money. Uh, yeah, after my... After my player of the year season, I, and it was today's game, I think, yeah, I, I would have been gone. Um, would you have gone, though? To the Premier League? Yeah. yeah. For the right club? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's my, it's my dreams. It's it's personal stuff, you know. It's, uh, you know I love Wolves to bits. I, I spent a lot of my life here, you yeah. know. <laughs> a lot of my life here. Uh, I love everything about it. and I love that they you know that I played for this club um, and I want to see them do well which they are um, but for me I, you have to be selfish you have to you, you have to be yeah. in, in, in as a footballer you have to be selfish but were you not selfish enough then because you no, said I wasn't. to us I, I, was, I was very unselfish in my, in, in my time here yeah because you said, because obviously you know you went on. We talked about you went on and played Champions League football for yeah. a massive club in Celtic. But yeah. you said you felt you could have played for England. Well, no, no, no. I, that was my dream to play yeah. for England, and I never give up on that ever. While playing, like literally thirty three, I'm still thinking of I want to go and play for England. I never ever give up that dream. Um, Chris Powell went and played for England. Did, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> um, because that's what I mean. Around that time, uh, yeah, the, there was a, there was a time when I thought I should have been picked, and that was my first season at Celtic. And um, I thought I should have. I honestly thought I should have got picked. They came to see me quite a few times, um, and I think we had. I think I had a cup final for Celtic. Um, well, there was a friendly game, and they sort of left me. I think, yeah, that they left me out, and Nicky Shorey got the nod, uh, and I was gutted because I thought, you know, that was my chance. Yeah. Again, you think if you've got the quality, you've got the mindset. If you if you just get in and show what you're about amongst yeah. that kind of calibre of player as well, that's yeah. a really time to excel, no, then, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, because I think getting to the age of 25, 26, you know your game then. You, you, you become more complete player, I think, by that time. Yeah. Um, and, you know, as it, it proved that my first year at Celtic and I'm getting nominated for Player of the Year in Scotland uh, as a left-back, which is weird. And, you know, I'm just... I'm playing football and enjoying my football, um, and I just I thought that was my time. I was gutted, absolutely gutted. It never happened. So no, no matter what came after, uh, is there any any regret in leaving Wolves when you did? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, there is. Yeah. Um, part of me wanted to be that, you know, one club player stays with the club for the rest of the life I would have done that quite easily 
but I just didn't feel as I was appreciated enough. Yeah. By who? Wolves. By the club. The club. Not the fans. No, no. Yeah, listen. It, some fans would have liked me. Some fans wouldn't have liked me. Yeah, and it's football. It's it? football. You know, it's it is what it is. I, I I go out and I try my best every single game, regardless whether I'm in a mood or not. Whatever, it doesn't matter. I'll try hundred percent, no matter what. Do you think if you'd stayed at Wolves with the managers that came in? With the success that that came at certain points that with, with Mick, that, that, yeah. you, that you that you might have reached yeah well Mick, reached your dream yeah well I had a conversation with Mick as just before I left and Mick Mick says I can't stand in your way when it comes to Celtic mate. it's the club's an absolute joke how big it is yeah like I can't I can't ever stand in your way and Mick was struggling to get players in at the time and we were I thought we were in dire straits I ain't gonna lie Wolves at the time were were struggling um, we didn't have that many players pre-season and um, Mick had to build a whole new team uh, and I think we lost to I think it was Preston or someone like that 3-1 at home I think it was and I left shortly after that. I said, I, I need to go. Just because I just... Yeah. Listen, financially, I was on pennies here. When it, in football terms, I was on pennies. Yeah. And then that's that's what it... And when it comes to appreciation, on me seeing countless left-backs who, you know, have played good standard of football, who've been on a lot more money and I've seen them off, you know, yeah, I've got love for the club and that, but you still need to be appreciated. It's still a job. Yeah, yeah. You, you, st- you still need to be appreciated. And they, only the day before I left, they put in a good, good offer, like a good offer to me. That was, that was the only time they put a good offer into me. And because it took them to so long, I just said no. And I left to go Celtic on less money than what Wolves offered me, just because. And you got to play Champions League. Yeah. It's remarkable, eh? You don't hear this. Side this, is what, this is what it's about, isn't it? That's why we do what we do, mate. No, it is. It's uh, in depth, and it's uh, no, it's interesting. It kind of puts it puts it out there for for people to see so, what, what. Yeah. So I left for my career. Not 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 for money because Wolves offered me more. Yeah. It's a good thing. To, it's a good thing to. But to the, stand yeah, by. the only reason I didn't sign is because it was they came in at the last day when we're trying to negotiate for a month, two months, and they want to give me fifty pound more on top of white earnings. So no matter no matter what you'd achieved and what you'd done as a player, it's yeah. like because you came through the academy, it's, it gives them a little bit more. Yeah, well, that's that, that's 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 what I say when you don't get treated, you don't get appreciated enough when you when you come through the ranks. Yeah, you'll always be on less money than anyone coming through the door. Uh, that's been you know bought in. Yeah. Um. Um. So yeah, it is what it is. Because it's like a fascinating double side to it. Because as a fan, you probably do appreciate the youngsters coming through more. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. you were part of it. You'd like to see that, yeah. And Wolves had a, 
a, a lot of yeah. good young players coming through. We were always good youth level, and we always, you know, produced good youngsters. Um, and fans loved it. So Jack, he, he loved it. He absolutely loved the youth. Uh, and he was all for it and he stuck up for us all <laughs> all the time all the time uh, um, but you know Cause it, here's a question right because Matt Murray mentioned when he makes his debut he said kind of like he looks around the dressing room after he gets told he's playing and there's like you and Jolie and everyone and you're like yeah like really chuffed for him and stuff because yeah. you always get linked into that group yeah. know, Matt, Jolie and you Keith Andrews, yeah. Robbie Keane, I guess, a little bit as well. Yeah. But for you and Robbie, you already by the time those other guys got yeah, here, yeah, you already established. established yeah. So do you see yourself as part of that group, or were you like a bridge between? I was a bridge, but I was just, mate, I'm just that guy that I just I love being around the lads. You know, it's it's football. You, no matter what age group you're in, you just love seeing when you're coming through and and lads come through the youth. Even now, I love some of the youth. Team. Like you see Morgan Gibbs White on the bed, I'm buzzing. I spoke to Morgan, I love it. Yeah. It's, it's ledge. Like he's there and he's, he's experiencing what he's experiencing at such a young age. And I, I just, I've, it's ledge for, for, for young boys to get involved and be involved in a first team environment. As long as, you know, they keep their head on the sort shoulders <coughs> and go about things the right way. It's, it's, it's brilliant. What a job. Do you not think the, the opportunity? comes around a little bit less now because yeah. the manager has just to win the game on the Saturday yeah. so he doesn't really money yeah results money yeah it's it's tough it, I think it is tougher you, you know you, you don't see you don't see kids being introduced until you know getting into the 20s yeah um, so yeah it's definitely more difficult but you know, you know the, that's what the loan system's for nowadays yeah and that's why you see a lot of, you know, the big, the big clubs youngsters out on loan at younger, younger, yeah. at lesser level. Okay, we're going to finish with the rundown. Um, fairly quick fire, though. Your memories from this series. We'll see how this goes. Yes, no. Yes, no. Um, who was the best player that you played with at Wolves? Oh, Jolian. Okay. He was just awesome. Best defender. Just easy. It was easy for him at such a young age. Just had a Snapchat from Thingy as well, didn't you? He thought highly of Mark as well, didn't you? <laughs> oh, yeah. From, yeah. Right, this, this is the thing. Because Sparky never really played that much first-team football when I was here. He had, the best, he had the best talent I've ever seen, like, around football. And, I've, you know, I've played with and against some of the best. And he's right up there. Mark Davis. Um, I've I've been away with England on the twenty ones with Stephen Gerrard and you know Scotty Parkers at the time where they were different. Joel Cole, yeah, <laughs> absolutely frightening. But Mark Davis is right up there. Really? Oh yeah, yeah. Unbelievable. He was. Outrageous. Like uh, this. This is what. Uh, it frustrates the life out of me because I'm. A, he's a friend of mine. He's a big friend of mine. And it frustrates the life out of me. And I used to tell him all the time that, like, you've got everything to be a top four, like a top international, not even a top top four in the prem, a top international. Yeah. He had everything. Football was easy to him. 
So why didn't he make it? Because there'll be guys here who were just injuries. Like, yeah. well, because yeah, he, he had issues here, though, didn't he? Had, he? he had injuries, yeah. It, and it wasn't just injuries, was it? There was other elements to it, the reason why he didn't get the career he maybe should have done here. He ain't. So he were, when he was coming through, he, he, he wasn't a so mixed sort of player. It, it, I, I, this is, I, I don't get it myself, but it, it, you know, it just didn't fit into what Mick was doing at the time, and that's the be all and end all of it. I mean, for me, he was one of the best. Yeah, the best Wolves have, have, have brought through the ranks. Yeah, wow, unbelievable. Eh? Yeah, wow. On to the next one, worst trainer at Wolves. Oh. Either Nathan Blake or Sean Newton. <laughs> <laughs> I think Sean Newton's come up before. Oh, so bad. So bad. Oh, you're talking hat, your snud, gloves, coat, coat, <laughs> bottoms, walk, that's it. You ain't getting nothing out of them. <laughs> Who was the biggest moaner? Paul Ince. Really? But yeah, easy. Not even no question. That came up as well. I think she said the same. Oh, Incy, yeah, easy. Uh, who was your best friend at Wolves? Joel and Matty. Who had the best and who had the worst dress sense? Mo Kamara. <laughs> <laughs> this guy is horrendous. He still is. <laughs> he still is. I see. I'm, I'm, I'm out. You know, watching players recruiting young boys. He's there on the side in Ugg boots. <laughs> He's wearing Uggs. Out in public. <laughs> and the best? Oh, more like in tracksuit bottoms. Tracksuit bottoms and Uggs. <laughs> My life. With a flat cap. Well, what, what chance have you got? <laughs> Honestly. I, lo- I love him to bits, though. He's brilliant. Best dress? Oof. George Endart. Ah. That's come up as well, isn't it? Yeah, yeah it's slick. G was slick. <laughs> London just... boy firm. there's always somebody in a group of players that makes an effort like, like I'm talking he, he could have with a normal gear like his day to day gear he could have seen him out easy in a posh <laughs> restaurant and his day to day is easy he was just like yeah who was the funniest player that you played with at Wolves wow Steve Sedgley wow mate he's nuts nuts <laughs> like I can't say on it. It's mad. Yeah, Terry Connor said that. Ter- uh, Terry Connor said you have to just if he started, you have to just let him finish. Yeah, like, it, like Sedge was crazy. He had one of these mentalities where if you had something he said, you'd go and do it. So like, and he had some mad thoughts come into his head. <laughs> so yeah, you can imagine him when he, he's come up in the era of like Paul Stewart, Gaza, like. They used to like go and nick zoo animals and bring them onto the training ground and stuff like that. I remember when it says they, they nicked an emu or something like that from a from from the local zoo and they dressed it up in Paul Stewart's uh, gear and let it run around the training. It's like like these are the sort of things that he used to get up to and he used oh, he used to do horrible things. He he used to eat the you know you get the the things in the urinals. Used to come in just, cakes. Yeah, just used to come in just eating them, just like, oh, it's good stuff in there. These. <laughs> just come in just eating them. Would that, just, what, just, like a fresh one or one that was... No, one that was in there, just grab it and just come, oh, come through, just eating it, think, and like, just to get the laugh. That, that That's his mentality. But he was so good to have around. So good to have around. 
That's <laughs> your question, mate. Yay! There you go. That is horrible. Yeah, but that's what. Oh, there's worse. Oh, there's a lot worse, but I'm not mentioning that. Um, who was the best manager that you worked for? Ooh. At Wolves. At Wolves. Oh, okay. Glen Oddle. Glen Oddle. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what was the best goal you scored for Wolves? Oh, I scored some worldies. I did score some worldies. Um, probably my volley against Ipswich, maybe. Because we've heard about your first one, which was the powerful header. Oh, yeah, it was decent. That was salmon backstick. <laughs> 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 no, um, yeah, probably my 25-yard volley at Ipswich. Yeah? Okay. What my was free th- kick at Stoke was decent as well. Oh, well, yeah, go Ipswich. What was the best game you were involved in? Um, I could say the playoff game, but I don't. But you don't remember it? No, no. You know, it's obviously the best for the reasons. But the four-three Leicester out here. Yeah. Yeah, right. Just going. <laughs> Brilliant. Three-nil down. Coming back to win four-three. Come on. In the <laughs> prem. And the atmosphere. Oh, mate, that was electric. Brilliant. Uh, what was your proudest moment at Wolves? Getting to the Premier League. Dream. Not just for me, for the club. So, yeah, definitely. Because the final question, and I like this question. Um, well, I like it. Maybe not. <laughs> um, how do you want to be remembered as a Wolves player? I'll just... Someone who give everything for the club. Simple as. Yeah. Block switch boy done good. Block switch born and bred. <laughs> Lee Naylor, part of the old gold club. Thank you for joining us. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Old Gold Club, powered by Wolverhampton Building Supplies. If you liked what you heard, please leave us a review and rating from wherever you get your podcasts.